Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Take for Take podcast. Uh, it is Thursday, the last of the month, August 31st. We have a special episode for you. This is our college football week one pick'em show. We're going to run through the slate uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We got action all weekend, which is amazing. But yeah, we're just going to run through our plays, kind of our leans, talk about the slate. There's a bunch of good matchups this weekend. We're just kind of kind of run through uh, what we like and uh, get our picks out to you guys. So uh, let's waste no time. Let's jump right into it. Um, Trent and I on last night's or today's episode, we posted two episodes or two, uh, yeah, two episodes today. And the first one, Trent and I touched on Utah, Florida just a little bit. Um, I did give one of my picks, which is Utah minus four and a half. At home versus Florida, there's kind of some uh, some reports that have been coming out this morning about whether Cam Rising is going to play. Um, he, their back, Utah's backup may not play. Like we don't know who is going to play quarterback for Utah right now. But um, Trent, I know you Cam have Rising's no. Cam Rising's not going to play. Cam Rising. I'm, I'm breaking it right now. Yeah, he's not going to play. I just want to say really quick, Austin, um, and you know, for all the listeners at home. I know there's been a lot of talk about my audio levels on the pod, and um, everyone wants to hear my takes. So, um, I think we fixed the issue. You guys tell me at home. Um, I'll, you know, we'll have to listen back to this and see, but um, hopefully, hopefully we're good now. So I apologize to everybody at home because I know everybody is, is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to hear what I have to say. Consider yourself lucky that we, we got that situated. Go ahead, Austin, though. No, no, you're good. Out. You're good. I, I, I don't want to harp on Utah play too much because we touched on it a little bit in the last episode. But I know you have no action. Um, Gage, I know you have – you like Utah. At least you did earlier in the week. Are you still on the Utes, or are you kind of wavering with this game? Yeah, so to answer your question, I do like Utah, but – I am going to switch my pick from taking them for the game, and I'm actually just going to take the total game under 44 and a half. Um, like with all the question marks that Utah is having at the quarterback position, I think this kind of favors the run game and also Florida. Um, I mean, I think they're going to do everything they can to try to control the game. I think they're going to try to shorten the possessions that Utah gets and the amount of opportunities that they have touched the ball, so I really think they're going to be running the ball. I think they're going to be punting in plus territory, um, trying to play defensive-minded game. So I just think there's way too many question marks with with Utah right now to trust to trust them to score points. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll flop and I'll uh, rock with the under at forty-four and a half as one of my official plays this week. Yeah, I don't hate that play. I like uh, Florida's team total under also. I'm not going to play it, but I would not be surprised if they get held under uh, three touchdowns tonight. Um, looking at the slate for tonight, nothing else really standing out on my end. Um, UCF, Kent State is kind of a game. If I were to have action on it, I'd probably look at the first half over. I think UCF gets up big early in that game, and then they kind of take, the ga- take their foot off the gas late. Um, NC State and UConn, Trent, you and I talked about that. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, new QB for NC State, giving 14.5 on the road. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any action. 
uh, tonight other than Utah? Do you guys you guys got anything on tonight's slate? Yeah, I got. Um, I talked. We talked about this on the last show, but I I do like the over in the Nebraska Minnesota game. Um, gave a couple reasons on the last episode. Go check that out. And um, didn't mention though that Gus Johnson's first game of the year, calling it. So expect Electric. fireworks. Expect fireworks. Expect expect that over to to creep above that forty two and a half number. I like the over there. Gage, nothing on Thursday slate, or nothing else, I should say. Yeah, nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna save all my fireworks for the for the weekend. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, looking at Friday's slate, September first. Um, we were just talking a little bit off camera about the Miami game, Miami at Miami. Um, I don't really, there's what, six games Friday night. I have, I don't like any of them. I got, I got no action on Friday night. I know we were touching on, on the, on Blaine Gabbard's little bro at the, the Miami University. Calling out to you. Ohio, yeah. Um, special place in my heart. Shout out to JE. But, I mean, that's going to be a fun game just with all that, that talk going in. I'm not, not sure how Blaine Gabbard's little brother ended up at, at Oxford, but um, I'll be I'll be probably focused on that, tuning in. Looks like it's on ACC Network. I don't know if I have that, but be monitoring that game. Won't have any action on it, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that'll be a, an intriguing one for all the Ohio uh, fans out there, but I don't expect that to be close. I think 17 is kind of low. I have no play there, but I do have a play in the in the Midnight Madness um, going out to the West Coast in Hawaii versus Stanford. Um, the Fighting Rainbows, I don't know if you guys watched last week, but they had a, a thrilling cover against Bandy last week. Um, played really well. They slung the ball. Their quarterback was 27-35 with about 350 yards, um, struggled to run the ball, but, I mean, obviously they were playing an SEC opponent. And, I mean, what Stanford, David Shaw is gone. He checked out of he checked out before the year, really even ended last year. Um, they, Hawaii had their first, first year head coach last year. Um, obviously they were abysmal. But I really think this first game um, really spoke volumes to the change that they made in the offseason. The spread actually opened up in May um, at double digits around 11 and a half. And I really think this is like a reaction to how well Hawaii played last week. Um, because pretty sure last week it was around a touchdown and now it's down to uh, Hawaii plus three. So they're only getting a field goal. Um, they have this kid named... Highland Hines, who's a little scat back. They threw him out in the slot last week. Um, pretty sure he caught like seven, eight passes. I really like their offense. And I would not be surprised if if they get a really big upset against a Power 5 team in Stanford. I just don't see a lot of a lot of guys in Stanford. They lost so many people to the transfer portal. And one thing with them, they, they lose players and they don't get a lot back. Like no one's really super, super eager to go to Stanford to play football. Like, it's just not a big thing um, ever since Christian McCaffrey left. But, yeah, I'm not really sure what the quarterback's going to look like for Stanford. Head coach, face just all question mark, and them playing points on the road um, in that kind of situation just doesn't make sense to me. So, I like Hawaii getting a field goal, maybe sprinkle the money line a little bit. 
Don't hate that. Trent, you have any you have any Friday night action? Sorry, uh, no, I don't. Uh, I, I do like the Hawaii play, Gage. Um, definitely going to be an emotional game for them, too. This game at home. So, you know, nothing brings together quite like sports, it seems, in this yeah. world. So um, that should be pretty cool to see. But, yeah, no action Friday night. Um, saving it for the big boys on Saturday. Yeah, let's uh, let's transition to the big boys on Saturday. Um. Obviously, every team in the nation kicking their season off this week. 12 ranked teams are 20-point or more favorites. Um, the slate is is not great in terms of gambling-wise. A lot of big, big, big spreads. Um, just looking at the, the first noon block, we'll, we'll kind of break up Saturday into blocks, right? The... The noon and then the afternoon, the evening games kind of make it easy to follow along. But looking at the first block of games, the 12, 12 1 o'clocks, um, I mean, you got Michigan, Tennessee, Oklahoma, um, TCU. There's some. There's a, a decent amount of ranked teams playing early in the, early in the day on Saturday. Um, one game that I'm looking at right now, and I can't really... I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on it or not. I probably won't just to be smart, but that TCU minus 20 and a half at home versus uh, uh, primetime in the boys. I think I want to, like my heart wants me to bet uh, um, Colorado plus a 20 and a half just because of Deion Sanders, but. I think that's the wrong play there. I think I think TCU wins that game pretty big, but I'm not going to play it. It's just it's it's kind of a sit back, and, and I think this is I think we're going to get a real a real fair evaluation of how good or bad um, Colorado is going to be off the bat. I like Colorado in that game, man, and I, I've given my reason. Uh, reasoning in the past about how they have a lot of high-end talent, but their depth is something that is concerning. So I think that's going to be something where, as the season goes on, it's going to take a toll and they're going to really fall off. Uh, I guess my one concern is it's it's in uh, the heart of Texas. It's probably going to be like 90 degrees. Uh, first game of the year, you got to wonder how, um, how in shape these guys are to start the year. And if cramping is going to be an issue, because if they if they lose a couple of guys, then it's going to get ugly really quickly. But I'm generally lower on TCU than um, a lot of people. Seems. So I haven't decided it's going to be a best bet, but I definitely would lean Colorado pretty, pretty uh, heavily in this game. I, I, I know on a, a previous episode I was... <laughs> kind of dogging on Colorado and Dion and saying that they're going to get runs first week. But the more I look at it, I think this line, this is like a last year line. You know what I mean? Like what, what has TCU done besides lose players to deserve a three touchdown favorite against anybody in this spot? I mean, Colorado turned over the entire roster. They brought in a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Um, I mean, that boy's slinging the ball. I, re- I think... 
sorry, my dog just opened up the door on his own. Um, I, I honestly think this is going to be a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, like you said, Austin, I think you should pull the trigger. Not, it, it might not be a best bet, but like, I just think this is way too big of a number um, for a TCU team that is just kind of depleted, and Sonny Dykes is kind of trying to find the identity of this new team coming up, I think. I think this is way too many points, in my opinion, especially for such a big game, like so much hype around it and whatnot. Yeah, I think this is a, a kind of sit back and watch game for me. I don't think I'm going to have any action on it. I just, I can understand the reasoning on both sides. But uh, looking at the rest of these 12 o'clock games, I mean, massive spreads, dude. I mean, Oklahoma 36 and a half at home, Michigan 35 and a half, Tennessee 27 and a half, like even uh, Iowa at home against Utah State getting 23 and a half. I'm not going to touch any of those big spreads, but I am going to touch one of these noon games, and that is Fresno State and Purdue. Purdue is at home um, giving five and a half to Fresno State. I am on Fresno State. I am... Are you seeing five and a half, Bucko? What is the line right now? I got... I have uh, three and a half. I've actually that game. It's the other side. I have Purdue minus three and a half. Oh boy, so, we're, uh, so some different books. Here. So Kurt, no, no what happened to all, Fanduel, brother? all Fanduel. I'm looking at it right now. The line is four and a half in on favor of Purdue. I got it early in the week at five and a half. Um, this was the first bet I placed all week, and it was Fresno State plus five and a half. Um, I just Fresno State they is. Won. Really they lost their entire roster. What do you mean? Your boy, your your, uh, your boys on. Yeah, Jay Kaner is now a Saint. Yes, but they're bringing in Mikey Keene, who is a transfer from UCF. Played a little bit there. It's unfair to to critique him right now. There's not a whole lot of uh, a film on him, but Hudson. I do understand Hudson Card is uh, at Purdue now, but Fresno State. I mean, they're bringing back a bunch of guys on defense. This is a team that was 14th nationally last year in total defense, 18th against the pass. Um, I don't, I I don't think they win. I think Purdue wins this game, but I don't think it's by a touchdown. I don't think it's a lot closer than what people think. Um, this Fresno State defense is for real, and new quarterback needs to needs to I I mean you know Trent I mean you guys both of you more than anybody know that a new quarterback in a new system needs to prove themselves to me before I can give them the benefit of the doubt but I I don't think Purdue wins this game by more than a touchdown I really like Fresno State's defense give me plus five and a half in favor of the Bulldogs You want me to go, Trent, or do you want to? We can, mi- we can all we, we can all middle here. You know, we can we can have a Purdue five point win, and you know everybody wins. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I'm on Purdue with the three and a half. I don't have a ton to go over with it. I just think that, like Gage men- mentioned, Fresno State kind of got gutted this past off season, and I, I think losing someone like Jake Hayner, who was really their whole offense last year, is going to be a tough adjustment um, and I like Hudson card man I, I think he's a quality player and obviously he's no Aiden O'Connell at this point but Purdue at home three and a half seems seems just low situation I know it started up 
um, higher also. I think it even even at one point was up at like seven. Yeah, um, I don't know what it's. I don't know what it started down. at, but so I'm I'm rolling with the Boilermakers at home uh, with the three and a half. Yeah, the um it opened up at six and a half in May, but the one thing about this game that surprised me the most um, is the total. And I mean, when I was looking at these lines earlier when they first opened up, and this this game opened up at fifty nine and a half. And I don't know if you guys have seen it recently, but it's down to forty seven and a half. So twelve points is is just ridiculous. And I really, really, really think it's because Purdue's new head coach, um, Ryan Walters, coming over from Illinois. He was Illinois uh, DC last year. And I mean, Illinois two years ago before he got there was giving up almost thirty five points a game. Last year they they gave up twelve and a half points a game. So I really think this is a a defensive minded. I think this is going to be a typical. Like, you would think this this game is happening in in the snow with how low scoring it's going to be. I think there's a lot of question marks on both sides of the ball for both of these teams. Um, Fresno State was led by a bunch of seniors. So it's, like you said, Trent's kind of like a gut job over the offseason. But I love Purdue um, winning a dog fight. I can see them covering the three and a half, but a lean on the under as well. I think the 40s is a scary number to take. I mean, who wants to? take 40 and root for the under when just a couple touchdowns can screw your field goal late could could really hurt as well but yeah yeah i mean i like i like purdue i like Hudson Carr, and i like the defensive minded coach that they just acquired so kind of going completely on the opposite side yeah y'all are fucking fading me but but... (laughs) um i do think it's a defensive uh defensive prominent game or dominant game but Go Bulldogs, dude. Yeah, uh, looking at some of these other spreads, I'm not touching any of these massive, massive uh, favorites. Um, I do like the over the Michigan game. That might be a, a game I sprinkle on come Saturday. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards Tennessee or, uh, Virginia getting four touchdowns against Tennessee. Probably won't end up playing that, but just kind of looking at the slate, I, I like that. Um Moving into the next block of games, the afternoon slate. Um, we have obviously the Buckeyes at three thirty. Oregon, Trent, your boys, uh, your boy Bo Nix. Um, UC is hosting Eastern Kentucky. Um, I got really n- nothing, nothing in this this middle slate except for uh, an over. I'm kind of looking at, but Trent, you can take the lead on this afternoon slate. Yeah, I guess we could start with the Ohio State game if you want to touch on that. That's that's during this window. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we all have takes on that game. And um, we were just chatting about it before we started, Austin, how that, that line's kind of been bouncing around. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see Kyle McCord out there and um, possibly Devin Brown as well. I don't have any action on the game. It's um, really interesting to see how they play and what that offense can his offense looks like because I think their defense is going to be be lights out and yeah. I don't see Indiana scoring more than a couple touchdowns in this game if that so yeah, I mean you can look at uh, on FanDuel right now the team total for Indiana is set at 13 and a half so the book also doesn't see them scoring more than two touchdowns in this game but I uh, just kind of looking at stuff on here I kind of like Mayan Williams two plus touchdowns 
Um, that's pretty much even money, minus 105 right now. I know it's not great value to score or on a two-touchdown play, but I'm in the same boat as you, Trent. I'm going to kick my feet up, watch this game, enjoy Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, whatever they end up doing with the quarterback. Um, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this game. I don't bet Ohio State early in the year just to – it helps my anxiety while, watch, while watching the game, so. I think uh, I think sitting back and taking the Oprah would be just as relaxing as not having anything on this game um, because I mean we all know that Devin Brown and Kyle McCord are both going to play. I mean Ryan Day has said that he's going to play both of them, so I think it's going to get to a point where obviously this game's going to get out of hand early, and when they put in Devin Brown, it's not going to be oh let's just get him in, get him reps, just hand the ball off, kind of chew the clock. I think they're going to put him in. And I think they're going to be as aggressive, if not even more aggressive, as they were early in the game because they they want to see him on a Saturday. They want to see him in front of in front of a defense that he hasn't seen before. And yeah. I really think that I mean this game. I think honestly, they could cover the over by themselves. I think they maybe like go up like thirty eight ten. You think they score sixty plus at halftime? Um, but I don't know. I just I love 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 the over here, especially the big spreads like that. Also, we were talking about the other day. Yeah, um, I mean, when teams are laying this much juice and the over is a couple, I mean, what, four touchdowns over that, um, I don't know. I think this is going to get really ugly. I mean, Ohio State's beaten Indiana 20 straight, 28 straight times, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, and watch out, Marvin Harrison might go for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Bold off the rip. <laughs> My do God! No, you guys know last year he didn't drop a single pass until the Michigan game, and that was the last game of the year. Really, yeah, I, I did I not did, know. That. I did know that, and I was at that Michigan game, and I saw the pass he dropped. Um, oh, I don't want to talk about that Michigan game really at all. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a he's a freak, man. There's, I mean, there's not much else we can say about him that we haven't already, and, and that other people haven't already said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really fortunate to be able to watch another year of Marvin Harrison at Ohio State so back and enjoy and pray he stays healthy it's going to be a show I think he's good. yeah I'm excited to watch the D-line play too believe it or not JT Tuamolau uh, Jack Sawyer um, Mike Hole up in the in the middle I mean I, Trent you tell you you, you you I'm not going to harp on your point about how much you love this defense but I, I I'm in the same boat with you I think this this is this is this is one of the better Ohio State overall Ohio State teams that we've seen in, in some time. But um, back to the slate, I have an over that I really really like, and I will be playing um, Washington and Boise State. Oh you, my God, I was about to guess it. I was really about to guess <laughs> that game. You if, if, if you, I was, uh, gonna, I was wondering if you had any action on your Huskies. Yeah, the Huskies. Yeah, man. I, I I knew I knew you were taking either the Huskies or the over in that game. Yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lay the I'm not gonna lay the touch no no you're good I'm not gonna lay the touch two touchdowns and a hook um, I don't think it's a close game but I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they cover fourteen and a half but I'd, I'd rather take the over fifty eight and a half here I mean you guys just said you know how much I love this Washington offense Michael Penix is my Heisman Trophy winner um, yeah man I think I think this this game Boise State can score a little bit too you know they're not they're not too bad. Um, I like fifty eight and a half here. I think this uh this game goes over sixty points. I could see, you know, a thirty something to twenty eight kind of game. 
I like this over a lot. So give me uh, Washington and Boise State over 58.5. Moving on. You got, uh, real quick, do you guys have any action on UC or no? No, no. No, neither do I. <laughs> just, again, just a game where I'm going to watch <laughs> to see how that offense looks and. Emory Jones is at least interesting, you know, so we'll see how it looks. Yeah, I think Emory Jones is going to be pretty good, actually. I think him coming into the Big 12 where defense is kind of eh is, a, is is good for him. He gets out of the SEC, so. Yeah, you won't catch me touching the Bearcats with a 20-foot pole all year. Yeah, I don't normally bet UC either, but. All right, let's move on here. Georgia in the next uh, slate of games here, you know, the, the 6, 7, 8 o'clock games. On Saturday, there's a lot of good football, man. Saturday night, I mean, you got where did it just go? You got Bama playing. Trent, your uh, Nittany Lions are hosting West Virginia, um, Illinois, and Toledo. I think is going to be a better game than what people think. North and South Carolina playing against each other. Um, Trent, you and I were just talking off camera about Bama and that 39 and a half point monstrous spread against Middle Tennessee State. Do you have any action there? you ask i do have some action there and i'm taking middle tennessee state wow the 39 and a half um wow i'm to say about middle tennessee state but i've kind of been harping on this all year and i did on during our uh our college football big preview i think alabama is going to be a very very run heavy team like extremely run heavy like back Alabama, how they've been like the last five or six years with this air raid offense and all these like NFL quarterbacks. I think we're gonna see the Bama of like the the early 2010s, like Eddie Lacy. Yeah, just pounding out like you got AJ McCarron in there, just handing the ball off. And with this new uh, with this new rule with the clock not stopping after first downs, Alabama's gonna control the ball. I think they're gonna bleed the clock. I think they're gonna run it down. Middle Tennessee's throat, and I think they're going to play um, defense, but I just think the, the game's going to go fairly quickly. So I like grabbing the the points there. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, you know, they're not. It's not like you're. I like a walkover. You know, what I mean, they're they're a respectable team at least in their conference. Um, they were third in, in conference USA last year, so I just think I think Bama just. The game is kind of shortened, and Bama runs the ball, and I could see this game ending. Um, no, do you guys have a total on that? I'm, I'm one to get that. Fit two. Yeah. I could see this game being like a forty to ten game, something like that. Oh. So, hey, they only lost last time they played in twenty fifteen. It was thirty seven to ten. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I, I like grabbing those points, man. I think I think Saban's just on the ground and, and really lean on that offensive line. I'm also scared this this might be a spot where like obviously we know people are questioning Bama and everything and I think this might be a spot where they're like alright let's shut them up really quick before this gets to a point where we're getting questioned every week. So they right. go on and win 73 to 10 or something like that. Yeah I mean I, I'm not touching I'm not touching that. That's the biggest spread of the weekend. No thank you. But I will be on another game at 7.30 Saturday night. Trent, your Nittany Lions, I just talked about it 
hosting West Virginia. That line, I'm looking at 20.5 right now. I will be laying at 20.5 with Penn State. Um, in our Big Ten preview, we, we harped on how good Drew Aller is going to be. Um, I think this passing attack is going to be pretty solid for uh, Penn State. They got the two, two-headed monster at running back. Um, and West Virginia is only returning four guys or four starters on defense. Um, I just I think Aller has a, has a pretty good game, and uh, Mike Yurchik, the uh, OC for Penn State, has is a uh, pretty comfortable in this game. And Theo Johnson too is a pretty underrated tight end. I don't think we touched we talked about him a lot in our preview, but tight end for uh, Penn State, I think he's he's pretty pretty good. But I do like Penn State minus twenty and a half here at home. I, I expect them to win that game pretty big. Austin, I'm uh, I'm actually with you on that lean. Uh, I go, you know, it's enough said about what I said about Penn State on the last show. I, I am a big fan of their their squad this year. I think it's the best Penn State team. Add in um, probably in modern college football. So I'm as high as you can be on this team. I lean the 20 and a half. I actually have a different play in this game, though. I have West Virginia's team total under 14 and a half. I like that also. Get that at, at minus 120 on FanDuel. Um, I think West Virginia is going to be the worst team in the Big 12 this year. Um, it, it, I just don't see their offense really moving the ball. And, and last year, Penn State held seven opponents to 14 points or left or less. Um most of those games were at home. They did hold Auburn to 12 points on the road last year. So, and we, we, we all know how tough it is to go in, into Penn State on, on a, during a night game and move the ball. And uh, even Ohio State sometimes is usually like in the 20s and, and maybe the low 30s in those type of games. So, I don't see West Virginia scoring more than two touchdowns, uh, if that. So, I think this is pretty much a lock. You can lock that in. Um, this game streams like, you know, 31 to Seven. Yeah, I think it's so. over pretty pretty quick. Gage, you got anything in that um, six to to seven thirty? You're uh, Trojans. You can go back to USC, man. Given what was it, thirty four yeah, and know, a half. You know, after I uh, after I cash the Ohio State thirty eight, I'll take it to the bank and I will uh, will ride for Sunday that we'll talk about here in just a sec. I yeah, it's the marquee matchup of the week. I think it's the best matchup of the week. Yep. And I'm sure we all have action on it. So. Yeah, we do. But I want to touch really, really quick. Uh, one last game Saturday night. Another 7.30 start. North Carolina going to South Carolina. Um, South Carolina is getting two and a half points at home. I really, really want to take them plus two and a half. Um, I think it's Drake May and the boys. Uh, I do think he's a Heisman finalist, but that team overall is just atrocious. Um, I will not play a side in that game. I do like the over 64.5. I think that game is an absolute shootout. Drake May, Spencer Rattler put up a bunch of points. I think they scored 30-plus each. I, w- I will be on the over in that South Carolina-North Carolina game. But let's move to Sunday. Best matchup of the weekend. Um, best match of, or best matchup of the early part of the, the regular season in general. Florida State hosting LSU. Jaden Daniels, Jordan Travis, Gage, go ahead, brother. Floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I think we can, at least Austin and I, we're, we're both pretty high on these 
on both of these teams. Um, we talked about it in our preview for both of these conferences. I love Florida State out of the SEC, and I love LSU to come out of the SEC. So this is kind of a uh, a tricky game for me. Um, I love, again, the over. That's just a lean. It's not my, my play for this game. Um, I think both of these teams can score 30-plus each. Um, I'm going to take LSU, and it's down to minus two now is what I'm seeing. Um, maybe even two and a half in some spots, but this is going to be a game where who whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. I think that's that's what it came down to last year. I mean, they scored on a with time expired and they got the extra point block. So I think this is also a really big revenge spot for LSU. Um, yeah, I mean, their their offense is stacked. Um, obviously, Jaden Daniels. Um, their secondary is what is concerning to me. They have a lot of new, um, a lot of new starters on the second on the secondary side of the ball. But Florida State's scary, man. Like Jordan Travis, they're good, dude. Florida State's really good. They're really good. Um, they're Johnny Wilson, six seven receiver, averaged twenty yards a catch last year. Um, but then you look at LSU and their best play, their best defender, um, Mason Smith is. Wait, no. No, Mason Smith, he plays for Florida State. Sorry, he's out for Florida State with his suspension. He's their yeah. best player on the defensive side of the ball, I would say. Um, but, yeah, this is this is going to be a, a, an insane game. Is he playing for LSU? No, I just don't think – I don't uh, I don't think he's the best defensive player. Up front, up front. No, Florida State's got a D lineman that – um Burst, right? Yeah, oh, what's Burst. his yeah, – Yeah, Jared Burst. Right, that dude's right. a monster. You're right. Um, I, yeah, this Who's the kid suspended? I'm sorry. I was Mason Smith for LSU. He's on LSU's roster. Sorry. Yeah, he's a, he's LSU. Yes, LSU FSU. God damn it. Also spells also also he spells Mason with two A's. <laughs> Psycho. His parents should be locked up. So how would you even say that, Mason? Mason. May Aeson, Aaron, May Aeson. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with LSU. I think they're gonna have the ball last, and I think that's what it's gonna come down to. Trent, you have anything in that game, or are you just gonna enjoy that game as a football fan? I would lean LSU, uh, but to be honest, I I I just want the SEC to lose, so I'm gonna bet it. Fair. Um, go Knowles. <laughs> go Knowles. Yeah, go Knowles. I really want Florida State to win this game. It, it's taking everything, or it took, I already have a play locked in on this game. It took everything for me not to bet Florida State in this game, but I did play the over at 55.5 is what I got it at. Currently still sits at 55.5. Um, Gage, you touched on it, man. I mean, two of the better offenses in college football, Jay Daniels and Jordan Travis, I think they light this game up. Uh, 30 plus each I would not be surprised um, and both of these teams are they're almost identical on paper you know what I mean elite front sevens um, Florida State's secondary is a little bit better than LSU's not by much but I mean offensively they're they're virtually the same team I really like both of these teams so give me that over 55 and a half and just to just to go back to my comment about the SEC this is going to be a game where when we get into just like November and December, 
this is going to be a game where everyone's going to point to because both these teams are going to be you know, fighting for a playoff spot down the line. Correct. And it's going to be a game where you know, any SEC school is going to point to that game if LSU wins. Any ACC team that's like Clemson that you know might be looking to get into the playoff is going to point to this game if Florida State wins. So I feel like this game is going to be like a huge um, – it's going to be a very prominent discussion that point of the year so yeah it's gonna um, be it's gonna be that typical you know december game and or and lsu is gonna play bama and then they're gonna go they're gonna cut the tape or cut back to tape from this game Be like hey when lsu played florida state like you know what, like i agree with you with with that it's gonna have major implications later on in the year but uh yeah, big time. yeah that's the slate man i mean duke uh clemson monday night i i I think I don't. I think Clemson is uh takes care of business there. But fun slate, man. I mean, college football is fucking back, dude. We are back. We are mere hours away from uh, Thursday night kicking off. But we have one uh one order of business to do before we leave. We uh move moving forward starting today. We are going to do a take for take parlay every week. It could be college football and NFL combined together. It could be all college football, all NFL. This week it's going to be all NFL. Or I'm sorry, all college football. We're each going to give one leg. Feel free to play it. If not, fuck off because we're going to play it. And I'm going to kick things off with my leg. It's going to be Penn State minus 20.5 at home versus West Virginia. I'm going to give a leg that I didn't go over because I like this game too. Um, I like South Alabama, six and a half at Tulane. South Alabama, South Alabama is good. Well, you know, I know that they're good. Who's your quarterback? I don't care that they lo- listen. Don't step over to my point here. He said, listen. It doesn't matter. That's a system that just pumps out uh, good offenses year in and year out. They throw you out there at QB, and, you know, they're going to be in, in any game. I think Tulane, it's more so a fade on Tulane. I think people are a little um, tend to overrate the last thing they saw. And to see them beat USC in the, uh, was it the Cotton Bowl? Yeah. New Year's Six Bowl. Tajay Spears went uh, crazy. Yeah, he did, and he's gone. He's not there anymore. Yep. Um. So I think Tulane is a little bit overvalued here based on what they were last year. I like the six and a half. Sprinkle the money line, but for the parlay, me plus six and a half, South Alabama. Wow, that's a uh, that's an absolute stretch for these listeners to 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 tail if that's what they're doing here. But it was like that's the system play. All right, it hasn't let me down. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Ohio State. Indiana over 59 and a half. Ohio State covered that by themselves, so don't even stress about it. Trent, what time does South Alabama and Tulane play? Prime time, brother. Prime PM, time. Saturday night, strap in. Let's fucking uh, go. Forget about uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, Penn State. Going into South Alabama, Tulane. Am I tripping or am I not seeing this on... FanDuel. 
I got it on ESPN six and a half. Earlier on FanDuel, it was six and a half, but it, it might it may have moved. I don't know. It's an eight p.m. game. Okay, here it is. Okay, South Alabama catching six and a half. The Ohio State over, and the Nittany Lions. All right, so that's the relay parlay. Penn State minus twenty five and a half. South Alabama plus six and a half, and Ohio Five State and a half. six and a half. What line? South Alabama plus six and a half. You said you said Penn State minus twenty five and a half. We grabbing some some juice there. Shut the fuck up. Penn State minus twenty and a half. South Alabama plus six and a half. Ohio State Indiana over fifty nine and a half. Plus six twenty eight current odds. Three leg parlay on FanDuel. Hammer it. If it loses, I'm sorry, but it's not going to lose. Take for take, first ever uh, parlay, first of many to come this season. Week one, finally here, boys. Football is fucking back officially. Thanks for tagging along. We'll catch you on the next one. Cutie outro. Cutie outro, baby. Peace.